0: This segment is sponsored by SafetyRealm-AshInternational.TalentLMS.com, a safety consultant company that offers health and safety training online. SafetyRealm is now partnering with Osh International to provide hundreds of online courses to help your business stay safe and compliant. Click the link in the description to start your training today. what's going on everybody anthony jr here i'm your host and thank you all for tuning back into the safety realm please remember there's a couple things i need you guys and ladies to remember you gotta hit your boy up man y'all gotta contact me hit me up you can actually communicate with me on this podcast I'm, I'm i'm probably gonna say this every segment you can communicate with me on this podcast hit the message button hit the message button you ain't doing much of nothing else right now are you not too busy for the safety man are you come on now everybody loves the safety man (laughs) Um, that's a little joke you know people at my workplace mess with me about that all the time like yeah the safety guys come around oh everybody get your stuff together here comes the safety man but yeah please um call in if you got any questions in regards to safety and health please call in or even if you have some things that you topics you would love for me to cover call in hit the message button um, specifically, especially if you're listening to this on Spotify, hit that message button. It will prompt you to be able to actually do a recording and to actually send that recording into me. And I will share that segment from um, that actual recording. I will share it in the segment and I will discuss what you asked me about. So please do that. that that's a great way for me to engage with you guys and ladies out there. And uh, also, if you're in Africa, I've been reaching out to some of you. I've reached out to two young ladies earlier this week and one of them did respond. The other one, I'm hoping she responds. But if you're a safety and health professional and you're in Africa, I want to hear from you. I want to collaborate with you. I want to build a relationship with you. It's not just getting you on the podcast. I want to build relationships, man. And I don't know. I'm very passionate about this. You know, I was talking to one of my brothers in the Lord about this um, yesterday. And as I was talking to him, I asked myself a question. I said, man, why am I doing this? You know, I'm very passionate about safety and health, but I'm passionate about people. I can't really, I can't explain it, man. It's like, it's just something that's just in me to, to be able to communicate with different people around the world, especially when it's for something positive, you know, and that's just who I am. I guess it's just who I am. I've been this way for a long time, an extreme long uh, amount of time now. So I guess this is just who I am. But please, if you're in Africa, reach out to me. I mean, um, I got a WhatsApp. We, we can link up by email. I mean, I want to hear from you guys and ladies, man. Hit me up. I mean, I'm I'm. and even if you're not a safety and health professional, but you deal with a job where there are certain things that, you know, OSHA law that you must buy, you must abide by. So I don't want you guys to think you just got to be a safety professional, but I want you to understand what safety is and how important it is. Let's say, for example, you're a truck driver and you have to transport material by flatbed and you have to strap everything down. If you understand the seriousness of what happens when things aren't strapped down, these are things that I want you to come onto the podcast and to be able to share with other people. So you don't necessarily have to just be a safety professional, by the way. So. As we talk about bloodborne pathogens today, I wanna say that this is a subject that I think um, isn't really talked about enough. This is a subject I just don't think people really just take time and just talk about it in its essence and why it's so important to know about this subject. So we're gonna give a little education today or I'm gonna give a little education today. The first rule of thumb is this. Protect yourself before you start dealing with someone else's spilled blood before you try to give somebody else first aid you protect yourself by goggles over your eyes and by a small face mask to cover your nose and your mouth and by wearing gloves these these things are known as personal protective equipment the acronym is ppe this is how you protect yourself when you're dealing with someone else's blood The reason why you need to do that, ladies and gentlemen, is because you didn't get this person's test results before you got ready to give them first aid or to help them, right? So you have to assume the rule of thumb is you always assume that that blood is infected. Not that that person has a disease or anything like that, but you assume that the blood is infected because you don't know the person, right? Therefore, you protect yourself before you deal with someone else's blood. Let's continue. Now, what exactly is a bloodborne pathogen or what are bloodborne pathogens? Bloodborne pathogens are microorganisms in the human blood that cause disease in humans. I'm going to name a few to you. You got HPV, which is hepatitis B, the virus, syphilis, malaria, and then HIV, the human immunodeficiency virus. These are to name a few that can be transported in the blood, which are microorganisms in the blood. Now, what are some of the effects of these viruses? So, for example, hepatitis B causes cancer or cirrhosis of the liver, is, is really what the, the, is the terminology that I've heard growing up. And it's a condition that permanently scars a person's liver. I don't know if you know how important the liver is, but do your research. Once you figure out how, and how serious your liver is and how big of a deal your liver is to your body which every part of the human body is important but there are certain parts of the human body on the inside of your body that actually really really play a significant role for your body and it's just there are certain things in your body that once it goes bad it affects the body internally on such much more of a bigger scale than maybe Something else inside of the body that is in your body is part of the human system um, that could actually affect your body worse. So there are some things that have more effect than others, and your liver, to make a long story short, is it's a pretty big deal. I think most of us know that. But just in case you don't know, just do your research and you'll get more information on the role that your liver plays. Go on YouTube. They probably got a YouTube video about it. It'll probably be two to five minutes and you'll get quite a bit of information just in two to five minutes. But some of the ways that hepatitis B can be transferred is by blood and by also bodily fluids. And now I'm about to say something here. I'm going to stay in context here. Bodily fluids and blood <clears throat> are two of the ways that a lot of actual diseases are, are passed from human being to human being. I, I don't think that you all don't know that. I'm sure you do. But just in case you don't, this is why it's important um, that you understand why doctors always have all of this stuff to cover their face and cover their hands because they understand When you're dealing with blood and bodily fluids, things can be transferred over. Now, here's a health tip for today. Many people do develop antibodies in dealing with the hepatitis B virus. And they also have a vaccination out there for this. And that's a good good thing. You know, most people right now are actually getting the COVID-19 vaccination um, to deal with that. But yeah, um, they actually have an actual vaccination um, for the hepatitis B virus which really really highly reduces the potential of somebody getting it. Um, so let's continue for. Syphilis is also a bloodborne pathogen that can cause brain paralysis, okay if I said that right, paralysis, yeah, paralysis. I'm trying to make sure you know y'all know how it is, I me mean, you don't use these words every day, but um, it also can cause hearing and vision loss. And it can also damage your heart valves and cause bulging blood vessels. And you know, bulging blood vessels is bad because it means that blood is not necessarily flowing through your body like it should, on a uh, as a consistent flow as normally as it should be. Syphilis is also transmitted by unclean needles and even sex. So, I want to stop and say something here. I need to get with the healthcare professionals on this part because I know a lot of the healthcare professionals deal with, you know, needles, giving people shots and doing surgery and things like that. And if you're, if you're working in the healthcare industry and you hear this, or if you know someone who does, please tell them to reach out to me. Send me a message here on Safety Realm. I want to hear from you. I believe that we can really help a lot of people and educate a lot of people on the importance of sanitation sanitizing utensils, throwing away things that are of one time use recommended by the manufacturers. These are things that people need to know. Let's continue forward. And then you have the HIV virus, which is the human immunodeficiency virus, which is highly known around the world today. The thing about HIV is it actually, it actually weakens a person's immune system, which helps fight off. Diseases. So this is why the HIV virus for a lot of people is just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, the good thing about it is you can get to it early, right? If you get to it early, um, you can you can get your count for HIV so low that almost from what I'm seeing on commercials and hearing people say that it's almost unreadable. It's, It's almost like you don't have it. So it's not that you can't live with the HIV virus. It's when you don't get the proper treatment for it and then it turns into AIDS. So to make a long story short, these diseases are just bad for everybody, right? And, and getting the education and knowing what I'm saying is actually what's going to help you understand and solidify the need of getting the bloodborne pathogen training. And you can get that off of OSH International, by the way, as well. I'll have a link in the actual description of this video. I mean not video of this actual audio recording. Now, who should protect themselves when dealing with blood? Everybody. Let me make that clear. Everybody should be protecting themselves when it comes to dealing with blood. I don't care if you're at work or not. I don't care if this is your homeboy and he move all the way or your homegirl and they move all the way to another country. You don't know what they do on a daily basis. You probably hadn't talked to them for a very, very extensive, long amount of time. You need to be able to know how to protect yourself when you're dealing with someone else's blood. So when I I ask here on my notes, who should protect themselves? Anybody that is trying to deal with someone else's blood. Okay. Now, let's continue further. What are some of the ways that I and you can protect ourselves when we are actually dealing with someone else's blood first thing is this you have to get the knowledge and the information which means you got to get the training you have to get the education so that you can know and now when I say education I'm not talking about me briefly going over bloodborne pathogens like I'm doing right here um, in this actual segment But I'm talking about actually signing up for a class will actually help you. Um, I, you know, I'm all about education because I know everything starts with knowledge. If you don't have the knowledge of something, then how can you protect yourself? Which is another reason of why I'm just going over this briefly. But yes, definitely you should always get the proper training. That way you'll know what you're dealing with. You'll get even a much more in detail understanding of protecting yourself when you're dealing with um a possibility of um a actual uh, blood that actually is infected but then you also can wear your latex gloves you can wear eyewear like goggles to protect your eyes and then you can as well wear a face mask to cover your nose and mouth <clears throat> to cover your nose and mouth to protect you from anyone else's blood now here also is a health tip for today always Always, especially when you're going out in public, ladies and gentlemen, if you have a cut or a sore that is um that that's basically exposed, it is it's open, please put a band-aid on it. Right? The reason why is not just because oh, when you go to work, but when you're going out in public, and remember, we just told you, or I just told you, I keep saying we, I just told you that. You actually can be exposed to some of these viruses by what bodily fluids. So this is why it's good to um, always practice covering up those cuts. When you're at home, it's another thing. I understand you want to let the oxygen hit the cut, things like that. I know oxygen is is very important for um, wounds and cuts and things like that. Let's continue further. Now, how can I clean up spilled blood? You're probably thinking that you know, how, how, how do we go about this, Anthony? You know, you know, you're giving me all this information and this is good stuff, but uh, how do I clean it up since you know everything? (laughs) No, my friend, I don't know everything, but one thing I do know is I will go out and get the information so that I can provide you with the knowledge that you need to be able to be successful um, upon approach of a situation. Um, One of the things that you can actually do first of all is you should have a first aid kit or a what they call a biohazard bloodborne pathogen kit and this kit will come with everything in it that you need these kits are very affordable you can find them on amazon or online at your um, in your local area at a store very affordable to get they shouldn't be 20 and 30 dollar kits these kits will be fairly affordable And when you get these kits, they'll have a couple different things. It depends on what you get. But let's say your kit comes with an absorbent. You know how you used to throw up or how we used to get sick in high school and we would throw up and you would see the janitor come with a big bag and they would put the absorbents on the throw up. They actually have that for bloodborne pathogens as well. And then you also can use... A actual bleach solution if you don't have something that can absorb it. And you still will you will still, even after you use the absorbent and you actually get the actual blood off of the ground, I would recommend that you still use this bleach solution. Bleach is a great disinfectant. Anybody um, that was probably born in like the 70s or 80s or the 60s, you know that a lot of folks back in those days would use bleach to clean a lot of things. Now remember, you need to go by manufacturer recommendations. The manufacturer does not recommend that you use bleach in its pure form, but that you dilute it. That's how strong bleach is, my friend. (laughs) Yes, read your labels. Ladies and gentlemen, read your labels. If you don't, you'll think you'll be cleaning something and you're trying to find out why you keep feeling sick and your stomach keep hurting or why you're feeling woozy because you didn't read the freaking bottle. (laughs) So please read the bottle. Get the information so that you can protect yourself and your loved ones but yes you can use the actual bleach solution or a spray of bleach solution now this is how you do it they recommend to use one cup one quarter of i'm sorry to use one quarter cup of bleach per one gallon of water i'm gonna restate that they recommend to use one quarter cup of bleach per one gallon of water when it comes to disinfecting blood now Listen to this. Now, you'll get the same information as well. They may kind of say it a little bit different on the bloodborne pathogen online training that you may get, but this is good information. Once you do, as they recommend, one quarter cup of bleach per one gallon of water, you spray it and let it sit for 15 to 20 minutes, okay? Why, Anthony, am I letting it sit for 15 to 20 minutes? Most people don't know this. On a lot of the bottles that we buy, they often say things like spray on object to disinfect and let sit for five to 10 minutes or let sit for five minutes. Again, read your labels. But in a lot of the stuff that we use that we use to just hair up and wipe stuff down. A lot of times it says stuff like let it sit. And many of us don't do that. Again, different products may call for different procedures, uh, different, I'm sorry, different protocol, different instructions. But, Listen to me again, my friends. If you don't read the label, you won't know. If you want to get the best, best, best result from something, you must read the label. I did not have to go to Harvard University in four years of college or get my master's or my doctorate degree to tell you that. That's you learn that type of stuff in high school. So read, 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 understand, understand, understand and use as instructed. Now, lastly, what I want to talk about is. You say, Anthony, what happens if I potentially help somebody and I put myself at risk? Like, let's say you have a cut on your hand and you're helping somebody and they they cut their arm or something and you're holding their arm with a with a uh, paper towel. You're trying to contain the blood and you say, man, I probably I probably put myself at risk there. What do I do? Well, my friend, don't fret. You can actually go and use antibacterial soap and thoroughly wash the infected possible area where you had to cut. Thoroughly wash it and rinse it. And if you're in a workplace, follow up with an incident, get with your safety director or your safety professional, get with them, and they will give you instructions on what to do next. Or if it happened outside of work, which, by the way, if you're somewhere at a restaurant, you're at Walmart, you're at a Target, you're at a Whole Foods, wherever you are, if somebody gets hurt and they're bleeding, they should have people on staff that are trained, that actually know where to go, to get the um, actual first aid kit or the biohazard kit and actually give the first aid. You should not have to do that. You can stand there and tell people to stand back for the safety of other folks and other people's loved ones. However, you, my friend, should reach out to someone on staff to make sure that they are doing their job. This is happening on the clock while they're on the clock in a public place. It's a public place to you, but to them, they have employees and they have people that they have They should have have trained on how to deal with bloodborne pathogens. So, yes, if you ever get in a situation, though, to where you're the one who's trying to help somebody, please, please remember to protect yourself at all times. And also, please remember that if you do somehow say, hey, man, I think I kind of got exposed. I think. I had a cut right here and I I know I had my hand right here when I was trying to help them out. Then you can, after you clean it and wash it thoroughly with antibacterial soap and water, then you can follow up with a doctor again. I'm talking about stuff that's happening outside of your workplace. If it happens in your workplace, you should follow up with your supervisor and actually try to do some type of report or whatever their procedure is. But if it happens off of the clock and you're just out and you're, shopping or whatever you're traveling or you're in a whole nother country a whole nother city state or whatever then you definitely should follow up with the doctor's visit after you clean the actual possibly infected area so well ladies and gentlemen that's all i have for today and i made it through this you know how many times i did this segment five times i've been up since 6 30 working on this segment and i've erased like four of them because I, i just felt like i wasn't on point But I want to say this. Thank God that God is a healer. Um, I believe in the gospel of Jesus Christ, the good news of the gospel. And I thank God that no matter what is happening in the world today, um, that he can heal. So if you have a actual infection in your blood, I want to say if you pray and talk to God and ask God to heal you in the name of Jesus Christ, he is more than faithful and able. Let me say that he's more than able to be able to do it. With that being said, God bless you all. I hope you all have a wonderful, wonderful day. Much love. Peace. Oh, wait, before I go, remember safety is health. Much love. Peace.